I am making a siyum on multiple mesechtes, actually, this particular siyum. It's an interesting siyum. I'm making a siyum on five mesechtes, to be specific. Meseches Beitza, Beya, Tainus, Megillah, Ma'ikat, and Achagiga. And the... But what's interesting about the same, let me tell you how it evolved, but it's, it's even more interesting how it continued. When we started Chagiga, we, in, in, with Dafa Shavua, so we had just finished uh, Maid Katan, and prior to that we finished Megillah, and prior to that we finished Mesechtas Tainus. And when uh, we... When we finished, when I saw they were all about the same size, each mesechta. So one's 27 blah, one's 28 blah, one's 30 blah. Bay is a little longer, it's 40 blah. Bay was a mesechta that I hadn't learned together with Dafa Shavua, but I had learned it um, with Dirshu. I had a Dirshu Kail back in the day in Los Angeles when I was a younger man in the Kail there. So I'd learned it a number of times there. Then I learned to be and also in Kail. So I, I knew it well. I wanted to include it in this Chazar. And they were all about the same size. So I figured we could do like this. Like every week we learn one daf in Mesechtas Chagiga, and I that, learn that and that. And I figured that each day of the week I would try to chazer one blot in one of these Mesechtas. So there's seven days in the week. So it's four Mesechtas. I figured I should be covered, be able to find time to, find, to chazer one blot of each one at each week. So by the time we get to the Siyama Mesechtas Chagiga, uh, I would actually be able to make uh, see him on Bea, Tainus, Maitkat, and Megillah, and Chagiga, and it's just one volume, so it felt right. Uh, so it was working fine. It was working fine. I learned it well with um, Dafa Shavu. I had Chazid with Dafa Shavu. It was very familiar, and it was kind of a Daf Yoimi, I guess, of a sort, except that it wasn't learning new blatter. It was Chazaring, a, a, a Daf Yoimi Chazara cycle. Uh, then uh, something came up, and I got sick. And basically, I got knocked out of four weeks worth of learning. So that's four blot of each mesechta. So I fell behind on a total of 20 blot. Um, and uh, they primarily, I had to catch up with the Chagiga Limud, and I was giving a shear on that as well. By the time I got my strength back, I started to try to give shear on that. And I had to review that. So first, I had, the first priority was to catch up in Chagiga. And then it was try to, the question was, could I scramble together and pull together the seam, which I was hoping to make, be able to make a seam simultaneously. That was my original plan. Simultaneous Shul's time to be able to make a seam on Chagiga and the other form of Sethus as well. And uh, it required a lot of effort. It required a lot of effort. I, I will say I learned it kind of fast. Probably not exactly what I had in mind originally. I learned it much quicker. But I was determined not to give up, and I really, really wanted to make this happen. So I was learning two blot a day instead of one blot a day, learning a little faster. I was putting in a lot of time on Shabbos. That's one thing that I did benefit a little bit over here from uh, being off on Shabbos. Now I had some, some extra time. I didn't have to prepare the whole Shabbos, so I had some time on Shabbos to put, up, put in to catch up. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I managed to do it. And that means a lot to me, personally. Uh, it was a seum that I really, really wanted to do. I was determined not to let the sickness hold me down, you know, hold me back. And um, it was challenging because it would have been very easy to give up. 
uh, just skip, I guess. And I figured to make it up at some point or, or the next cycle, you know, there's plenty of different cheshbonus and justifications we could have made, but that all of them would have been outside what I, my original intention was. And that's, that it was the perseverance more than anything that inspired me to make this seem and to make the seem together with all of you. Anyway, typically on an Ilas Achag, on after Shavuos, I like to make a seum. It kind of feels right to just to kick off a new year of, of Limit Atayra with the seum, which is always the inspiration to learn more. But in particular, this seum I thought was very um, relevant for what we sometimes struggle the most, and that is to keep to it, to persevere. And we make plans, and Shavuos, that's what really we should be doing. We should be making plans. We should be concentrating and thinking about what our goals could be. I'm going to talk about that, but then the trick is to persevere and not give up and not just justify skipping and, and, and like, you know, um, half doing half of the, what you originally intended, intended to do or shortchanging yourself or all different kinds of justifications. If you really, really just decide I'm going to do it no matter what, You'll have siyata dishmaya. Coach Rocha will make it happen, and that's what this was all about. This is a tremendous siyata dishmaya. Wouldn't have been able to finish otherwise. We lane Rus on Shavuos, and the reason the Magen Avram gives, which is the primary reason one would imagine, is that Rus teaches us that ena tayr niknas is the alkud ena tayr niknas alamitech anius v'tzar. Tayr is only niknas through anius and tzar through suffering and through poverty. And that's strange, because if that's the lesson, so then Baruch Hashem, most of us don't, uh, don't do that, but most of us, Baruch Hashem, are not uh, desperately poor like Rus was. We don't have to go collecting in other people's fields for our daily bread. We're not, we don't suffer Baruch Hashem the way Rus had to suffer and, had to, and all the things she had to give up and, and all the difficulties she went through. You know, she lost her husband, and then she lost her husband again. Bayaz, according to Chazal, died soon after he married her, etc., etc. So we don't have all of that. So what's the message? So we're not going to be zeichet to tire? What are we supposed to take from this? But the idea is, the concept is very similar to what many Mepharshim write, of Chaim Velozhin, among them, on the Mishnah of Paspa, Melech, Teichel, Mayim, Masura, Tishtev, Al-Aretz, Tishan, you should eat bread with salt, drink a little bit of water, um, sleep on the floor, and, and live a difficult life, and then you toil on Tyra, then you're going to be Zechat to Tyra. And Mepharshim say it doesn't mean that that's a prerequisite. That doesn't mean we have to change our diet now and start eating bread with salt and sleeping on the floor and drinking very little water. That's not the point. The point is something else. The point is a question of a decision. It's a, it's a question of a choice. And the question of choice is, are we going to choose Tyra to the extent where we don't care? It's so important to us, and it's so geschmack for us, and it's so precious to us, and so meaningful to us, that nothing's going to stop us. And nothing else holds a candle in importance to Tyra. So if it means we're going to end up eating very little, it's not going to be important to us. We're not going to let that stop us. If there's no place to sleep except on the floor, we'll sleep on the floor. If there's very little to drink, we'll drink very little. That's what it means. It's a question of how dedicated we are, how committed we are. 
to learn Tyra, to stick to Tyra, to learn it no matter what, and to achieve our goals no matter what. It's that kind of perseverance that the mission says you got to have that. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful in Tyra. It requires that kind of perseverance. And that's what Rus came to teach us because that's what Rus did. Rus didn't choose a life of poverty. She didn't choose a life of, of suffering. She chose Tyra. That's what she chose. She chose Tyra above all, no matter what. It was more precious to her than anything else. Naomi challenged her. She challenged her again and again and again. And she said, do you want to, are you ready to give up? Where your family, are you ready to give up? eating the food that you used to? Are you ready to give all the amenities you had? And she said, yes. It was not that I'm ready to sacrifice. I want your God. That's what I want. I want your Tyra. I want to be buried where you're buried. She was choosing specifically the Tyra. That's what it was all about. And that is what Rus is meant to demonstrate to us that we have to make that choice. If we want to be successful in Kabbalah, the Tyra, make the Kabbalahs, and then realize we're going to make a Kabbalah and stick to it, persevere, keep at it, no matter what. I remember when I was in um, Eretz Yisrael, I mentioned this on the Dvar Musar, you may, may have heard it from me already, but it's, it bears repeating that I was, my dira, where my apartment where I stayed, was near Ava Shalom. Ava Shalom is a big bismedrish, a kailal, it's really an organization run by Rav Yaakov Alashlita, Big Tzaddik, a Makubal, tremendous Talmud Chacham. And he has many, he has, this is a huge organization, and he has Kailim all over Eretz Yisrael. This was, I think, the main headquarters. So we used to learn it was a beautiful Bismarck, it was nice, it was air conditioned, it was another <laughs> advantage. Um, so we learned there. And I was once walking through the, the different, different rooms there, and there's one room that had a lot of mats on the, on the floor. And I was talking to one of the Sfardish, Kailu Yungalite, that learned there. And he was telling me that you should know that Roshim Shemkinkas, he was still alive then, he, wanted, he was committed, he was going to learn Kabbalah. He wanted to learn Kabbalah, he wanted to learn the secrets of the Torah. And you know, learning Kabbalah is not something you can do on your own, you have to have a Rebbe. And there was no one qualified to be his Rebbe more than Yaakov Hillel. Yaakov Hillel, Shlita, is, is world-renowned to be the most knowledgeable person in Kabbalah that there is. He knows everything, he understands everything. He learned in also regular yeshivas, so you know, he trusted that the way he would be learning it would be according to the hashkafas we're used to. So he was determined to learn it from Rav Yaakov Hillel. But the thing is that Ahavat Shalom was in Yerushalayim, and Rav Shem lived in Rechassim. That's three hours away, it's around Haifa. That didn't deter him. He would come in at the beginning of the week, and he was a rabbi community too, so he was a busy man. But he would come in the beginning of the week, and he would camp out and have a shalom. He slept on one of those mats. And this is an Israeli-style mat. I don't know if you remember what they look like. The tiny little piece of foam, but really tiny. You could roll it up, put it in your pocket, basically. He would sleep on that mat. He would, the, that, the guy told me he would eat uh, cottage cheese and gvina levana. Basically, that's all he ate all week. Just so he should be able to learn from Rav Yaakov Halal. And, I, you know, knowing of Shem Shem Pinkas, it wasn't like he was sacrificing anything. It was, this is what he lived for. That was his choice. Was, nothing was going to stop him. So he literally did. And it meant nothing to him. Because he was so in love with the Torah. My, it is also, tonight is the yard side of my wife's grandmother, Saf Tebek, Dorotama. She uh, was Bas Chai Mordechai, and Shamash Avin Aliyah. 
and I'm making these sumim in, in her memory as well. And she loved Sefer Rus. That's the truth. She loved Sefer Rus. Today, we're, the cousins were speaking about her, and that was something she loved. She loved to talk about. But she emulated this particular point of perseverance, of not giving up. And she taught us in her own personal life story a very important point about if you want to be successful in perseverance, if you want to be successful in carrying it through, there's something you need to do. And that's you need to believe in yourself. And that is something that she did. She believed in herself and she believed in others. And she trusted in Hashem. You have that recipe. <laughs> You'll, you can make it through. Her story, she was the daughter of a Rav. She was the Rav in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, back then. And she was also the granddaughter of Zayda Parnas, of Yosef Yitzchak Parnas, the first Rebbe in Borough Park back then. Tremendous tzaddik, saintly person. And she wanted to marry my grandfather, Mr. Beck, uh, uh, and at the time he wasn't religious. He wasn't religious. He had gone to a public school because that was the only schooling available. So she went to school with him and they met there and she was taken by his midas, taken by his refined character. He was always a prince of a person and, and throughout his life, prince in midas. Beautiful, beautiful Midas, like sterling Midas. It's some, something that was totally in a world for himself. And she believed in him. She knew, and, and he, he committed to become from, but he hadn't be, totally become from yet. But she was intent. She knew, she believed in herself, that she could push him through, and she believed in him. And her parents didn't initially see it, but she did get the blessing from her grandfather, Rav Yitzchak Parnas. And that's also a message we see in Rus. You know, you need to have a Rebbe. And Rus had Naomi, and Naomi believed in Rus. And Naomi's belief in Rus is what made, made Rus go through, made Rus carry through. That's how she was able to carry through. And Safta Beck believed in herself and believed in her husband. And he and her, they grew together to such tremendous levels way beyond what people in her circle and her generation achieved. As you can imagine, in that generation, it was tough. Shemir Shabbos was tough. Keeping from was tough. And even if you kept from, you generally, a lot of things got, fell by the wayside. And not for her. Not for her. In every aspect, she grew and he grew. And at some point, he learned through one of Rabbi Victor Miller's books, which I think was Joyce a Youth, and he was so taken by it, he was convinced this is going to be his Rebbe. And he said, we have to move next to him. And she picked up with him, moved to be near a Victor Miller. And then she moved away from family. And she was, again, convinced. She believed in him. She believed in his growth. And she was going to be there and support him all the way through. And how they grew from that. They became Talmidim Muv Hakim of a Victor Miller. You can add all the children know. Um what they were, you know, that he was the gabbai of Victor Miller all the years. He, he helped put out his farm and his books. And, you know, that would be almost the first thing he would tell you, you know, you ever listen to Victor Miller if you'd meet him. <laughs> yeah, that was 
That was what he spoke. And that was the life he lived. And that was the life she lived. And it was all perseverance. It was trusting and believing in herself and believing in her husband. And it requires bitachin because we can believe in ourselves and we have to trust that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us all the opportunity we need. He'll give us, if we need a chavrusa, he'll send us a chavrusa. If we need a rebbe, if we need to hear a shir, he'll send us that shir. If we need to find time somehow, he'll make it happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send us that siyata dishmaya. We have to have that bitachin when we make that Kabbalah, when we make that, we take that, we take that on, on Shavuos, because that's what Kal Yisrael did. They took on the whole Torah because they trusted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He'll make it possible for them to do it. And that was a huge undertaking. They didn't even know what it involved. And we need to make a Kabbalah like that. And we have to understand that every single person has an obligation to become a Talmud Chacham. It's not just learning. It's not just finishing. It's, it's an obligation to learn Tyra and to know Tyra. That's what being a Talmud Chacham is about. You can't learn and forget you can't just learn and zip through and, and, and then leave it way behind you. Learn and know something. Be able to show something for your effort. That's the goal. We have to all aspire to that. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to rival Reb Chaim Kenevsky. I don't know. that. I don't think we have his abilities, his opportunities, and Reb Chaim Kenevsky is Reb Chaim Kenevsky. But we all have been given potential. We've all been given opportunity, and we've all been given ability. And we can aspire to become Tamil Chacham. This is safer that I, I use extensively. I've, I've been learning the sugya of Skiris Pailam a lot, and this is a, it's really a, it's a landmark book on the sugya of, of, uh, of Skiris Pailam. It's an amazing book. It covers everything. It brings it down to today's day and age. It contrasts it with secular law, and it explains when it does apply, when it doesn't apply, the differences in halacha. It's, it's encyclopedic work, really. Wonderful, amazing work. And the Mechaber, his name is Rav Yosef Rosner Zatzal. He was a Balabas. He, he worked for a living. And he managed to put out this Sefer. And unfortunately, he died suddenly. And he died just before it got printed. And it became a handbook. It's quoted in all other books. All other swarm written by Temen. Big Tamid Chachamim and Dayanim. They quote this Sefer. He learned a lot with someone named Naftali Nusbam. Naftali Nusbam is a tremendous Dayan and Tamil Chachum in Eretz Yisrael, and he would ask him a lot of his questions. So Naftali Nusbam, among many, give a Haskama to this Sefer. And he writes, Besides the Chidush Torah in this Sefer, and all the Chashuva Halachas, precious Halachas, that he collected in his Sefer, there's a tremendous Chidush here. That although he was so busy with his work, and he, he provided for his own, he didn't, wasn't supported by anybody, he made Torah his main thing. And he spent the majority of the day being busy in his mind, thinking through these halachas that he was writing a sefer on. What a goal he made for himself to make a landmark work on Halachas of Skiris Pailim. And they were 
that he was able to put out a sefer like this. It requires a tremendous amount of work and toil to be able to put out a sefer like that. And I can testify to that. Everything is researched. Every tshuva sefer is looked up, contrasted, compared to other ones. This is a tremendous amount of work. <coughs> every single point, every single halacha and it was someone who worked for a living and he was able to do it. There's another sefer, it's called Sefer L'Shoyen HaZohav, the sefer on Brachas, on Shabbos, and on Ervin. It was written many, many years ago in the 1800s. And we used it uh, when we were learning, I think, the Shabbos, a little bit in Ervin. And it's a fascinating thing. If you look at the Gdama to the Sefer, the Mechaber of the Sefer, he was 113 when he was Nifto. It was a Rav of actually Lezhensk. Uh, and he was Zeichet to tremendous Arichas Yaman. Beautiful. But the fascinating thing is when he wrote these farm. He started, I believe, at 99 writing these farm. And the first one, Brachas, was 99. Shabbos was 102, and Erevin was 103 or 104. And he did not give up. He didn't stop. It, blew, it could blow you away. To learn a Masechta, to know a Masechta, and to chazer it, that's the measure of a Talmud Chacham. Chazer it and know it. There's no fooling around with that. And we can make that Kabbalah, we can make that, we can take... Take that on. Make, take that undertaking. Everybody has to take something on, on Shavuos, and he has to make a goal to see himself somehow to be a Talmud Chacham. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send the Siyat HaDashmaya we need. He'll find us the time. He'll find us the Chavrusa. He'll find us the Rebbe. He'll find us the Shir. What it is we need, he'll put it there. If we make that Kabbalah and we make it for real and we decide to persevere, that I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I miss four weeks, I miss 10 weeks. I'm going to make it up. I'm going to make it happen by the time. Not an open-ended goal. We're talking making a goal with a time. When are you going to accomplish this? How are you going to accomplish this? And then we can aspire to grow to become Tamil Chaman. May Kaddish Baruch help us all to make this Kabbalah Satayra, true Kabbalah Satayra, we should aspire to become Hamidah Chacham, aspire to persevere, to hold to our Kabbalahs, to hold to our commitment to learning Torah, to aspire to become great in Torah, like these people, and like the way Safta Bek, Allah, Shalom, Rineshama, Sharab, and Aliyah, how she persevered, believed in herself. We have to believe in ourselves and believe in others and believe that our Kaddish Baruch Hu will give us the ability and opportunity to finish and to, to keep to our Kabbalahs and to grow into Tamid al I'm going to make the seam now. I'm going to see a little bit the, the end of, of each Masechta. The end of uh, Masechta's Beya is talking about Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon who argue about uh, if we hold of Muksa, we don't hold of Muksa. So obviously there's some Muksa that everybody holds up, but there's a certain kind of Muksa that they argue about. I skipped the blot in the middle, which I made up now, so that's in the Dafyad Ches Amid Beis. It says, so 
um, how much is uh, considered a, a, how many tiniest can you start before bumping into a Shani Mechamishi or a Shchodesh, so Rabach Amar Sholesh, Rabasi Amar Achas, you just long as you have one, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rabzu, Dibri Abmer, Shem Mishim Mishim Migam Lil, Chamer Misan, and Mashlem, um, until the night, Darish Marzutra Mishmei Dirav Huna, Halacha Misana, O Mashlem. That's Mishachas Tainus. <clears throat> and Mishachas Megillah, Tan Rabbanan, Maisha Tikkun Lam Yisrael, Shiyu Shoylem Darshim Binyan Shal Shal Yoyim Hochas Pesach BePesach Hochas Atzeres BaAtzeres Hochas Chag BeChag. Rosh Hashanah is Misakin that we should ask and and Darshan and then Yoni of Pesach and Atzeres and Hochas Chag BeChag. We should talk about the Indian of every Yantiv before so that we can be prepared for the Yantiv. That's the end of Mishnah Megillah. And my cutting ends. Amar Rav. Uh, Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi says, She goes from davening to learning, and he goes from learning to davening, which means that's what his mind is on all day. When is he going to get to Bismedish? When is he going to get to Shul? And if you go from one strength to another strength, then you will meet Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Siyan. Never rest. Even in the world to come, they're always growing. They're always getting higher, higher levels. Even in, when they uh, come after they pass away, they still grow and they still aspire to become greater. That's the end of Mesechtis Ma'id um, Katan. And the end of Mesechtis Chagiga is, um, it says, the Gemara is learning out. The fire of Gehenna doesn't really have a shlita, can't destroy Paishi Yisrael, even people who do have various Kalvachimrim in Mizbech Hazav. We can learn it from the Mizbech Hazav. Ma Mizbech Hazav, Shein Alvel Kaibi Dinar. Zav, the top of the Mizbech Hazav, only had a very thin layer of gold. Kamashanim, and there would always be burning fire on it, and Einar Shalatis by, and the fire didn't destroy the gold. And even people who do have errors, but they're full of mitzvahs like a rima, like a pomegranate, which says like a slice of a, um, a, a pomegranate, is your forehead, but don't say your forehead, even the empty people, certainly the fire of Gehenna won't have an effect on them. Tainus <laughs> Papa 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 
Actually, <laughs> Ad Oilam, he's kind of with Salachatan, Oisach, Shachwa, his sister, Alacha, where Haki says he's a Sihaka, Kivir, Yomacha, Yisifu, Hoshna, his Chaim, Urukham, be a minibus, Shuhova, Adena, Oislam, Eaton, Adeni, Rokhlam, Vashalohim, Shkayach, everybody, Mazel Tov, thank you so much for joining Shkayach. Arachtia, everybody should uh, eat a piece of cake. Mazel Tov. Thank you, Chaim, Mazel Tov, and we should all be Zayat. Mazel Tov. To steig in learning, to grow in learning, and to make the most of this Kabbalah and to grow. Throughout the year in Terra and Yerushimayim. Have a good night and a wonderful week. Mazatav, Mazatav. Mazatav, Shkayach, Shkayach.